Welcome to the EarFluence Podcast, which is a podcast about podcasting from a podcast production company. I'm your host, Jason Gillikin, CEO of EarFluence. And with me, as always, is Cece Huffman, Swiss Army Knife at EarFluence. Cece, what is happening? This week has been crazy as usual. Took a surprise trip to Tennessee that I did not expect to just add to the crazy. Yeah. Um, but all in all, everything's going pretty well. So we are going to talk today about should guests pay podcasters to be on their podcast? And let me set the stage for why this conversation is, is happening. So there have been a few situations and we as podcast producers, we want to get our hosts on uh, as guests on other podcasts. Right. Because it's a great way to showcase their show get them some more reps and really show their expertise in a different format. Right. And try to get that, get new audiences to attract to, to their podcast. Yeah. And it's good to just see how other people do it. Like you can get stuck yeah. in doing your own show over and over and over again and do things the same way where maybe if you go somewhere else, there's a better way of doing it that you didn't know about. That's a great point. Yeah. And, and we've seen some excellent email sequences. We've seen some, some excellent just ways to engage that, uh, that helps us grow as a company too. And things that haven't worked as well. So we've learned that we want to avoid doing those things too. That's a really good point. Yeah. But one thing we noticed, and this happened, this has happened to me three times so far, is that when I'm reaching out for one of our hosts who would be a guest on another podcast, mm -hmm. the host of that podcast will say, yeah, this sounds like a great fit, but... Uh, I need $200 for this guest. Or like $2,000 for this guest. Well, yeah. So there have been three situations so far. One where it was, it cost $200 to be a guest on my podcast. Another one where it was, it cost $2,000 <laughs> to be a guest on my podcast. Uh, we should start charging that much. And I want to take 100% of the cut. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that $2,000 was, I mean, it, it was a, a good podcast, but right. it wasn't like... It wasn't Oprah. It wasn't Oprah. It wasn't, I mean, I... Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. There we go. But at the same time, uh, he was saying that he would provide a lot of social media content to go along with it. Right. And a lot of assets and a lot of shareable things that are valuable, certainly, to mm -hmm. be a guest on that podcast. And then another one uh, is a, a, a more famous podcast or a more known podcast is one called Entrepreneurs on Fire with uh, John Lee Dumas. That he he has been on fire for a long time, uh, but now he charges thirty five hundred dollars to be on his podcast. That's I like three months of rent for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's significant money. Yeah, but he's been podcasting for a while, and so he can do it. He's got this audience, mm -hmm. um, a pretty you know popular podcast. So. I got to thinking about this and it's like, okay, well, should podcasters charge guests to be on the podcast? And I wanted to come at it from a few angles here. You know, one, is that ethical really to, to do it? Is there a journalistic integrity or is there a lost journalistic integrity if you're doing it? And then there's some other potential problems, even though I kind of see the value of it. Mm -hmm. So Cece Huffman, you graduated from the Husband School of Media and Journalism at UNC. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to approach it with you and say, like, is this something that you would be concerned about integrity-wise, ethically? Like, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, podcasts aren't 
like news outlets. Nobody's going to a podcast to get their news. So like it's not that serious in that sense. But like morally, I, it just seems it seems super wrong to be like, yes, I would love to have this conversation with you. But in order for you to even get to talk to me, then you have to pay this amount of money. That just <laughs> to me, it's just like, why would you reach out to me in the first place? The thing that gets me too is when people reach out to these people and are like, I would love to have you on. Also, it costs $2,000. It's like, what kind of business are you running here? It right. immediately seems questionable. But then at the same time, just from like a, a diversity perspective, the only voices that you're going to get are the people who can afford it. And so when you think about like who's going to be on that show, it's um, you're immediately cutting out like a big segment of people who just can't afford to be on there. No matter what they have to say, maybe it's a, they could be the best guest of all time, but if they don't have that kind of money, then they can't be on the show. So I just think that morally, it's pretty corrupt to very much capitalism at yeah. work. Yeah, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that angle of it, but you're absolutely right. It's like going to college, like the people that can afford higher education right. institutions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Now, what about the the argument that there's a lot of work that goes into podcasts and it does take time you know, from the day-to-day -day of business and it does take a lot of effort mm -hmm. to, to go about putting all these together I mean, I should be paid for this. What do you say to, to that? There are other ways to get paid without exploiting your <laughs> guests, for sure. Yeah. For sure. There are other things that you can do to make yourself money without having to, you know, take advantage of the person who's going to be on your show. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a little bit surprised when uh, the, the one that wanted $200 uh, said it's going to be $200 to, to be on this show. And I was like, Wait a minute! I've I've never really seen that before, and the, and this person didn't have a huge audience by mm -hmm. any means, so it was like, is this right? Right. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a shock if you are a, a guest about to go on somebody's show, and you say, I have a great idea for a topic for your show. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be a great guest. Um, I am offering my expertise to your show. And the person's like, cool, yeah, come on, let's do it. Oh, but you're going to have to pay me to, uh, to do that. Right. And then I think to your point about diversity, that makes a lot of sense. And that is a, a huge challenge. And at the same time, you're going to limit yourself to those people, one that can afford you, but then that aren't turned off by you wanting money. Right. People so like, who also don't have morals. Sorry, that was a bit of an attack, but still. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. It, it, but like, if somebody said to me, yes, you're going to have to pay to be on my podcast, I'd be like, well, there's other podcasts out there. Like, right. I, I can go share my my knowledge on, on other podcasts. It does also just seem a bit pretentious. Like, right. other people don't charge, so why do you? Mm -hmm. What makes you so much more special or worth more yeah. than any other one? Yep. And so you're not going to get the the best audiences or you're not going to get the best guests mm -hmm. uh, if you are charging for it. You're going to get the ones that one can afford it, two that aren't turned off. And then three, don't have anywhere else to go potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, to, uh, to be a guest on the show. So what about the argument that because there's a lot of effort in, in this and we are going to be giving you assets to, mm -hmm. to share and this is going to be valuable to you. Is this something where maybe there should be an upcharge for if they want social media assets? So for example, 
you know, maybe the the podcast is free to come on, mm-hmm. but then if you want all these different materials like videos, like audiograms, like whatever else, images from the show, then because there's more involved there, what do you think about charging for that? I mean, it's like marketing. It, I mean, it is marketing to have these like images and assets and videos and things go to this person who was on your show, you're reaching an entirely, like we said, an entirely new audience, perhaps like one that maybe you have something in common, but you don't necessarily overlap. And so it's so easy to do and to share with their audience. It's like you could pay for a Facebook ad, but that's not really going to do that much for you as we've learned in the past. (laughs) Um, Or you can make these because you should have something like that to share for yourself. If you're going to have a podcast, you should have some sort of videos to put on your social media and update people with and whatever. You should be doing that. Why would you not also send them to your guests and reach an entirely new audience potentially? Like you can build so much through the help of other people and through the help of your guests sharing things. And if you don't want to put in the time to do it, then maybe rethink why you're doing it. Yeah. It does seem a little short-sighted. And it doesn't take that long. Like it's really not that hard. Yeah. If you are making these social media assets and you're going to be sharing it on your own material anyway, I mean, the, one of the biggest ways to advance your podcast and get more people to listen to it Mm -hmm. is for your guests to share it. Right. And, if the guest has to pay for these assets, uh, maybe they're not going to be so excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems very much like gatekeeping. Yeah. Yep, definitely. All right. So what about for those podcasters who have really grown their audiences like an Entrepreneurs on Fire, for example? Mm -hmm. uh, John Lee Dumas has, I don't know how many episodes, over a thousand, I believe. And he's getting pitches every single day, multiple times a day from guests who want to be on his podcast. And let's say his team filters it down to, you know, here are 10 great ones Mm -hmm. for this week. Like, could he then say, look, I mean, we already have a ton of great guests. Uh, You need to pay if you want to be on it. Or is it just... Just pick the ones that are good and that you like. And then he can monetize his expertise. (laughs) Right, he's already making so much money. He's got a successful podcast. He's doing fine. (laughs) Like doing so fine. It's like you don't need to be like Jeff Bezos of podcasts. (laughs) Like you could just make a normal amount of money and still be very comfortable and happy. (laughs) Right. So. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. And I I was trying my best to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, I'm very much against this in case everyone can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I'm against it too. I, I didn't quite get it. It did seem a little short-sighted, right? but at the same time, I'm, I was trying to figure out, well, what are the arguments for it? And I could come up with some, but at the same time, it's like, no, you need to monetize what you're doing with podcasting in other ways. Right. It just seems lazy because there are so many other things that you can do if you really want to start making money off of your podcast. I mean, to just limit the number of people that you can have on, the kind of people that you can have on, the kind of conversations that you could have. It just seems disrespectful to both the guests and to your audience in general because the conversations that they're getting aren't necessarily genuine, aren't necessarily the best. Like, it just seems very selfish and self-centered and stuck up and I'm going to stop there. <laughs> Cece's got opinions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, with with podcasting, we say it all the time. It is your top of funnel marketing strategy. Yeah. 
there there are so many ways that you want to get more and more listeners to your podcast so that you can take them down the funnel mm -hmm. to monetize your expertise and, and monetize right. whatever it is that you can sell to them. And if you are limiting that top of funnel by preventing the amount of guests that you can have on your show. It's like putting a hand over it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point. And so you're not getting to that particular goal. It's like, we talked about this a while back uh, when Megan Gillikin, my wife for Weddings For Real, she was doing ads on mm -hmm. a podcast. And that was fine. And we were getting these boxes from HelloFresh and we were getting some care of vitamins and yeah. getting paid a little bit amount of money. But that wasn't the goal of the podcast. The goal right. was the top of funnel marketing for her membership site and for her consulting and all that. And so we stopped doing the ads because it took away from that message. Mm -hmm. In the same respect, if you are asking guests to pay to be on your podcast, that is limiting that top of funnel. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that would be the reason not to do it, um, along with all the other ones where it is uh, a lack of diversity. It is limiting the, the amount of great uh, topics that you can promote or that you can talk about. Mm -hmm. And it is a, a turnoff, quite frankly. Yeah. So, um, I think that's, I think that's it. Any other thoughts on this? Not really. I mean, I did come off a little bit uh, mean in this episode, but <laughs> I just, I just, I think it's silly. I think it is silly. I think that you should reevaluate your, what you value and what you're doing. If that's something that is really important to you. Look, it is okay to be you. <laughs> I get something that we want to stress here at, yes, at your fluence. Definitely. You can have opinions. Yes. Uh, you you do you. And one of the ways that you did you this week, and we'll transition. Oh, yeah. Is uh, you had a situation come up late last week where, you know, you ended up being a, a great friend to somebody. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever you want to share, feel free to, to share. Well, there's nothing too crazy. My best friend lives in Tennessee and she's getting married and there's just a lot of stress going on with the wedding in general because weddings are stressful, as you probably well know. Mm -hmm. um, but I drove to Tennessee and I drove back in like four days. Um, and that was like a six hour drive. It was long. I never normally do that by myself. I've never been so grateful to like be, I don't like Greensboro. This is more of my opinions. <laughs> I don't like Greensboro. And I've never been so happy to see Greensboro on my way back as I was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's a long trip. Yeah. But there's always- It was beautiful though. Oh, the drive was? Yeah, like once you get past Asheville and you drive mm -hmm. through the forest and, but it was raining a lot on the way back. So yeah, I almost had to boat back <sighs> to the city of Oaks. That is that is really hard. Yeah. Um. There's always family dynamics in weddings. Yes. And there's definitely. always something that comes up that's stressful. Yeah. In them and your friend in this situation, she was going through something here. Yeah. And said, you know, Cece, can you drive six hours each way? <laughs> you know, to, I was like, to help me out. And of calm, course I can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And calm down these family dynamics. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I'm sure she was very grateful. And it's not. There's nothing that you can say, really. There's nothing that you can actually right. do to help out sometimes, except just be there. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. And I, we've been best friends since kindergarten. So I've pretty much, I had no choice, but I would have done it yeah. even if I did. <laughs> That's being a good friend. All right. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure that uh, you got a, a little, um, uh, that, that you got to share that. Yeah. Um, because... You know, that's that's something that's that's you and you can be you in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, so 
Do you want to give your, your friend's name in case she listens to this? <laughs> Dev, Devin, yeah. There you go. I'll send her this episode just so she can listen. To it. All right, good. Anyway, um, there's just a, a little bit of sidebar there, but bottom line is, if, if and I want to hear from you listening, if you are a podcaster and mm-hmm. you have thought about, or you do charge to be on your podcast, let, let us know why. Uh, I mean, I would yeah, love to have let a, us know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let us know why. I'm curious. <laughs> Let's have a, we'll have an open conversation about it. <laughs> and do you feel like it's limited you at all in the guests that you can, you can achieve? Or and, what do you think is really good about it? Like, why right. do you think it's really important? Right. Or what, what are the benefits? Well, good. Definitely. Um, all right. So it's been a while since we've just had a, a solo episode together. I know. Episode, <laughs> no, An episode with just the two of us. Just yeah, we've had us. a lot of guests and we haven't paid a single one of them. That's right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> But yeah, it's always good talking to you. Yes, same, uh, same. For anybody watching, we're on the couch here. Uh, it's a nice setup at our EarFluence podcast studio at Raleigh Founded. Yes. If anybody would like to come check it out, email us, info at earfluence.com or just mm-hmm. go to the website, earfluence.com. But until next time, for CeCe Huffman, I'm Jason Gillikin, and we'll see you next time on the EarFluence podcast. Thank you, everyone.